Hey guys, welcome to Rihanna's Lens, where I interact with you about the confidence in the STEM field and introduce you to fascinating people who passionately inhabit the scientific and technical frontiers of our society. My name is Rihanna Malhotra and I'm absolutely elated to share this podcast with all of you. On this episode, I'm joined by an amazing guest, Dr. Himali Kapania Hooja. She's an ophthalmologist and enthralls everyone with her dexterity in cataract and refractive error surgeries. I'm so thrilled to have you as my very first guest on this podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. having me as a guest and um, i think you're doing a really good job i've heard your podcasts earlier and they are amazing so this is the first time i heard your um, uh, the term stem which i think now is becoming a new terminology and it is required for the present generation so all the best to you and uh, looking forward to hear hearing your podcast much more podcasts thank you so much So um I have a lot of questions in mind about your profession and everything we do you do so before we get into this interview can you like explain what exactly is ophthalmology Okay so ophthalmology is a field of medicine which deals with the structure function and the diseases of the eye okay so it includes eye is a very complex structure it includes different it has different parts so starting from the outermost layer of the eye that is the uh, that is the eyelids and the adnexa that is the eyebrows the uh, skin and the fat around the eyelids that is the first layer then when we come to the eye as a whole the eye has three different layers from the outer layer to the inner layer the outermost layer is known as the sclera then the middle layer is known as the choroid and the innermost layer is known as the retina so based on the three different layers there are different um, branches in ophthalmology also there are different um, diseases associated with each layer so if we look at the outermost layer there is uh, along with the sclera there is a transparent layer covering the sclera above it which is the conjunctiva and uh, in front of the sclera the anterior 1/5 of the sclera is known as the cornea it is a transparent layer uh, of the sclera okay so i as you have already introduced me i am a specialist of the cornea or the refractive diseases and the cataract so the cataract comes inside so the first is the lens and the cornea then second you go inside in the middle layer of the eye that is the choroid the choroid has most of the blood vessels so next to the choroid the anterior part of the choroid forms the uvea and forms the iris so the color of the eyes we say some people have blue color eyes some people have gray colored eyes that is because of the color of the iris if the pigments of the uh, iris are more the person has a brown colored eye if the pigments in the iris are less the person has either a gray color eye or a blue color eye the center hole in the iris is known as the pupil so depending on the light conditions where you're going the pupil increases or decreases in size now behind the iris and the pupil there is a layer there is a lens inside the eye 
So even the eye has a lens that is a human lens. When we are yeah, in a younger age group, our lens is transparent. So because it is transparent, uh, the rays of light from the outside world pass inside and the rays of light can come and we end up seeing our things clearly. But as we age, the lens becomes starts becoming translucent and then starts becoming opaque. When the lens becomes opaque, we, the condition is known as cataract. Okay, so uh, it is a normal physiological process with aging. So people feel that some people get cataract, some people don't get cataract. That is not true. It is basically with age, everyone's lens starts to opacify and everyone has this cataract uh, as a disorder, which is basically opacification of the lens. The third layer that we come to is the retinal layer. So the retina is the layer where most of the nerves are there in the eye and it is the innermost layer of the eye. So all the light that comes, that is focused by our cornea and by the lens, it comes and it goes to, to the retina and most of the light goes to a point in the retina known as the fovea, which is a part of a macula. So this area is where there is maximum amount of ganglion cells, maximum amount of photoreceptors. So because of this, uh, when this area, when the retina is normal, we are able to see. If the retina is not normal, again, there is problem, then our vision decreases, irrespective if our outer layers are okay or not. One more layer, the one more uh, uh, important structure in the eye that we have is the optic nerve. So signals from the eye carried to the brain with the help of an optic nerve. So the optic nerve lies uh, is around um, one and a half uh, disc diameters. The optic nerve is in the form of a disc. It is around 1500 microns. Okay, so that it is around 1.5 disc diameters away from the fovea, which I recently described fovea, where we end up uh, when the light strikes there, we end up seeing the objects. So the optic nerve is just 1.5 disc diameters away from the fovea. And this optic nerve carries signals to the brain. Again, if there is any drying up or damaging of the optic nerve, then again the vision is affected. So because I, we consider eye as a very small structure, but because it has so many different structures in it, so damage or disorder of any of the structure can cause, can affect our vision to some extent and to the other. Some of the uh, structures, when we end up um, seeing them, some of these structures can, uh, the diseases in them can be treated. Some of the disorders, they are permanent, they permanently affect the eye, which cannot be treated. So we have to prevent any damage to those structures, like the optic nerve. All right, even an eye that's such a small structure, it seems so vast. And um, I could relate to some of the points that you said because I learned some parts of the eye in IGCSEs. So. And uh, what are the most common cases that you tend to see? So uh, these days, due to the lockdown and uh, people, more people staying at home and more students having their online classes, uh, the most common cases that we see is a syndrome known as a digital vision syndrome. 
in digital vision syndrome basically people who work on an electronic device be it computer laptop uh, mobiles tv ipads if they are working on an electronic device for more than 8 hours in a day then they end up getting symptoms like headache eye strain itching blurring of vision sometimes redness okay sometimes severe migraine headache also so all these contribute to a digital vision syndrome so how do you prevent a digital vision syndrome to prevent it the most important thing is try to decrease your screen time to less than 8 hours i know it is difficult these days which with people working from home and uh, online classes and tuitions happening but uh, if possible if possible try to take frequent breaks we there is a very important rule that we have uh, which we which i described my patients that is called the 202020 rule in 202020 rule every 20 minutes you need to you need to take a break that is you need to look far for at least 20 seconds so you need to look 20 feet far for at least 20 seconds so if you look nearby to uh, an electronic device that causes constriction of the muscles of the eye when you look far that causes relaxation of the muscles and that is why the strain eye strain decreases okay so try taking try following this 202020 rule second thing that you can do is you can uh, have a blue light filter maybe on your laptop screens on the mobile screens or you can if you don't have a spectacle number you can wear a zero number blue cut or anti glare glasses which will prevent damaging of the eyes from any uh, blue rays that are emitted from these electronic devices also you can do some eye exercises like there are exercises important for the for the entire body eye exercises are equally important so try doing at least eye exercises for 5 minutes once or twice a day okay so that is the most common disease other diseases that we end up seeing or cases that we end up seeing are conjunctivitis some people say that conjunctivitis is also associated with coronavirus because again we are seeing a viral conjunctivitis um with um april march season uh, again allergic eye diseases are increasing people who are allergic to dust they come with itching in their eyes in higher age groups we end up seeing cataracts which as i already explained you is very common we also end up seeing a lot of refractive error in children maybe because people are becoming aware to get it, get their eyes checked so the number of people having glasses has drastically increased yeah and i completely agree that since technology is advancing slowly it's important to take breaks since everyone's online now these days because of covid and what is the most challenging aspect of your job most challenging aspects so um, basically um, these days uh, okay i should not say it but because the uh, things are advancing because the technology has improved further so the our patients who come to us they have also become very demanding so they also want a perfect surgery the perfect surgery doesn't only mean that we end up removing a cataract they also want a surgery in which within a day their vision is perfect and also their quality of vision is good okay so uh, we end up so when we have to do a cataract surgery the earlier cataract surgeries that were done they were done were manually and in that we had to put stitches 
after the surgery but nowadays as the technology has advanced our cataract surgeries are with just a 1 mm or a 2 mm cut and it is sutureless so the healing is faster the patients are uh, get a, a better vision earlier and the quality of the lenses that we put inside after removing the natural lens of the eye the quality has also improved so that is why the patients they get a very uh, good quality of vision same is true for with refractive surgeries people who come to us with refractive surgery i am uh, mind you i'm talking only about two uh, diseases because i am a cataract and a refractive surgery specialist so uh, even with the refractive surgery uh, the patients who come to us they expect that within one hour post the lasik surgery their vision is 100% clear so again for that the machines that we are using are much more advanced to deal with the, these challenges and usually patients are happy but for that we have to do other tests that we were doing earlier 10 years back have increased further so we'll make sure that we are doing a color contrast test we are doing a pupil size test we are doing a color vision test so that even after the surgery even after a good surgery their quality of vision is not affected but i think it's all worth it at the end of the day because you're everybody's hero <laughs> and of course like gizmos entering our world has quickened our step even in the medicine field and what is the most rewarding aspect of your job most rewarding aspect so um basically um, seeing a smile on patients faces patients and their relatives faces when they are able to see especially people these days it is very rare that uh, we get a cataract which is uh, till the last stage people want to get it done in the mid stages only but uh, there have been i can give you uh, an example last year there was a lady she came with her husband uh, during the month of may when there was a proper lockdown going on and she had an advanced cataract in both eyes her vision was counting fingers combined so counting finger 1 meter combined from both the eyes and she was she was like i have stopped doing any work i have i cannot do anything and then um, i operated on her one eye in may in between i our clinic was also closed so i had to actually operate in my friend's clinic and when she finally when we opened her eye patch and she could see she was so happy she has so i think that was one of the this is one of the instances that i can tell you this was one of the best instances that i've had in my profession till now she was really happy to see that she could actually see her husband she was not able to see her husband she was not able to do her daily course and uh, after the surgery she was so much happier she could at least self sufficiently do her routine activities wow so that's true with yeah yeah go on sorry <laughs> no no problem so same is true with um, lasik patients also so again if the number is minus 2 so they are used to they have seen the world without glasses but some people who come to us their number is like minus 7 minus 8 so without their glasses they are not able to see anything but the moment we remove their number with the help of lasik and again they they are contact they are contact lens intolerant so contact lenses they don't know how to wear they cannot wear it it's not suiting them so when we remove their uh, number for a minus 7 minus 8 or higher number so they are so happy they are like at least we can see nearby it, their vision is much better than that but at least 
without glasses they feel like some burden has gone away from their eyes from their face something has gone away from their shoulders so yeah that that is the best aspect of my uh, career i would say that's really great to hear and uh, lastly what would what advice would you give to any future ophthalmologists out there okay so first thing uh, i would want to tell all the people who plan to do mbbs also that it has now become a very challenging field uh, earlier maybe 10 years earlier or 20 years earlier the competition was much lesser now the competition has become cutthroat and even after doing mbbs if you plan to do ophthalmology it is it has a very steep learning curve it is not a um simple speciality because our surgeries are micro surgeries so we need to do our surgeries with the help of a microscope so you need to develop a um depth perception when you are doing the surgery so it is a challenging surgery it has a steep learning curve and uh, i would suggest all the young ophthalmologists who have just started their ophthalmology career to first practice their surgeries on wet labs on goat eyes we do get goat eyes uh, practice in uh, it on a simulator there are a lot of simulator um, machines that are available where you can practice the steps of your cataract and refractive surgeries and then do it on uh, the main patient you will require a lot of numbers and you will require a lot of patience to go ahead with the surgeries but in the end it is quite rewarding so all the best Thank you so much Dr. Himadi for joining me on this podcast. I'm sure the audience enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. The DR in front of your name is not just a prefix. It is your superpower. The video version of this podcast is now available on Priyana's Lens YouTube. It's also available on many other platforms like Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public and Pocket Cast. Stay tuned for more about STEM fields.